Hello and welcome to the Quilt MC Developer Meetings Podcast, the podcast that isn't really a podcast. If you're new here, this is just a collection of recordings of each public quilt project developer meeting, lightly edited for comfort and uploaded as a podcast for ease of accessibility. Our meetings are held on Discord every two weeks, relayed from a Mumble server and recorded live, hence the lower audio quality. For more information on what the Quilt Project is and what we do here, please head over to quiltmc.org. Hello, everyone that's just responding to the ping in an annoyed way. How are you doing, everyone? It's that time once again, and I actually sound good for a change. Look at me. Obviously, if you're sitting on Mumble, you'll want to be uh, deafened on either one of them. Looking at the list, and I'm like, hmm, there's a few duplicates there. So we're going to give... But, uh, maybe five minutes just to let people show up. Uh, feel free to chat away in the meeting chat channel just above the stage channel. Certainly seeing a few new faces this time. If you're new to the meetings, welcome. Also, you're slightly late. That's okay. <laughs> also, can someone confirm that that unlock worked? The perms look right, but nobody's chatting. <laughs> Fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> what was that spooky voice I heard over the ether just there? All right, nice. Looks good to me. As always, we open the AMA at the start and close it at the end, so if you want to ask any questions, you can use the slash AMA command on Discord, and they will queue up for us to answer later on. We also have a bit of an ordering difference today, but I'll go into that in a little bit. It's not a big deal, though. Here's the secret glitch. It's alphabetical. (laughs) Well, mostly alphabetical. I mean, we do take a few liberties, but it's okay. We just redefine the alphabet instead. (laughs) Hoisting, huh? Oh, yeah. Hoisting is a great name. Exclamation mark chasm is great. I guess triple or quadruple exclamation marks, just to be sure. Uh, I love it when the mumblebot reconnects in the middle. I thought you just put us on mute for a bit, to be honest. No, it just, uh, just reconnected on its own, I think. The only one we lose in a recording is the one on Discord, not the number. Yeah. So just right. don't say anything important when it disconnects. <laughs> I mean, you're all of the important people in this meeting. <laughs> you like hoisting, do you, Eugene? I mean, understandable. Your name does start with a Y. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll be getting started in just a minute. I do wonder how many people like join when the event starts because they're interested or join to complain about me pinging them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's reasonable too. I'm I'm all about that. (laughs) All right. I think we can get started. It is about five past six past even the order is a little bit different. We're going to be going through QSL and mappings first, just because Aurora's got to leave later. But I'm sure you all won't mind that. So uh, let's get started, I guess. Uh, Aurora, would you like to start with QSL? Um, yeah. So this is the last meeting before beta, which means we won't talk of the same things because we have more of a focus on the beta part. So for QSL, we are a bit concerned because we have to specify a versioning scheme for QSL. Um, before anyone says, yes, but there's Semver, it's not entirely about Semver. It's most about how we version QSL as a rule of which version or each modules, etc. 
how we version everything depending on the micro version and allow them all. So that's a lot of stuff that, for example, Samba doesn't really answer by itself. So we have to sit down and think about it. It's taking a long while, which is a bit concerning since, well, beta isn't really that far away. But we do hope that we figure out something that is solid enough for beta. Because the idea is that it's all set up, so we don't really have to touch it too much. And so we don't, like, have a big disaster. Because while we can break APIs in beta, breaking the versioning scheme is much, much more dangerous and not really worth it. So, yeah, that's something we need to get right. Internally, there's some discussions about Semva because Semva was thought for libraries, mainly, and it's a bit different for mods. Mods are quite a weird case, and there's also the case of content stuff, which is also another kind of worms. So, there's been talks about potentially breaking Simva in loader. No one is sure yet, so don't make assumptions right now. But yeah, so that's what all the versioning stuff was about. Otherwise, for QSL, feature-wise, we had some pull requests that has been merged. I think since last time we got, um, if I remember correctly, we got a part of Fabric's Dimension API, which is mostly a helper to teleport entities between dimensions, because apparently that's not easy uh, without APIs. We got server-side argument types, which is really, really nice for common modules, because that means you can have an argument type that directly maps to an enum without having it to be present on the client. Because for those who don't know, argument types are a bit weird because they are not just uh, interpreted on the server, it's also interpreted on the client. And so there is a registry and you can't really sync that. Like you cannot really send stuff that the client doesn't know because, well, first of all, we can't like just transfer code and there's also the case of Vanilla Client that couldn't even download it if we found a way. So, the goal of server-side argument types is to map an argument type to another existing type when sent to a client that doesn't have, like, mods that register that argument type. But if the mod is present and Quilt Networking and Quilt Command APIs are present, then it will be actually sent. And there was much smaller pull requests for quilt registry because, to be honest, I personally had issues with some stuff because Aurora's Decorations does some weird stuff with the registry and it, it initializes a bit too early for some of Fabric API. So those have been considerations that have been applied to QSL, so like there's a block item map dictionary, whatever you want to call it, uh, in Minecraft, and that one allows to know 
which block maps to which item. So when you control click, for example, on a block, it will give you the right item. And it has other uses. And the thing is that map, uh, when it's created, it's not filled automatically. So basically, the in vanilla, the only moment where it's actually filled is when the items class, which declares every items in the game, is initialized, which is not great for modding. So what quilt registry does is it registers something directly after that is initialized. Some modded stuff just work, and just for like. Just to know what may, makes it different from Fabric API is we register that listener a bit earlier, so we catch more stuff. Otherwise, there's the other stuff is we caught some issues in the registry monitor, which is an IP, API to monitor registries, which is really, really cool. So you can do stuff on the existing entries in the registry, but also what is registered after. It's really useful, and there's a new bug that got in in 1.18.2, because now we cannot register stuff while iterating over the entries, so we had to modify that. It led to also a new method in the context object that allows to register something safely. Otherwise, uh, feature-wise, I think it's all. PSL is, at least is ready feature-wise, like there's not a lot of stuff to figure out. And we are well aware that we do not cover like every cases that Fabric API covers, which is fine because, well, it's still very healthy. So, so it's okay because, well, uh, people still can use Fabric API for stuff that we don't cover. So. Yeah, so on that part, we are ready. Wasn't there something about getting QSL on loader? Mm, yeah, currently QSL is not yet uh, depending on Quilt loader. It will come soon. Actually, the final command period for the PR has ended, but we are waiting a little bit more because we want to be sure that, that because there's some stuff that came after that we need to figure out. But otherwise, that pull request might be uh, could might be merged very soon. Yeah. Also, uh, glitch. Just to make sure, there's a little bit more stuff that wasn't considered in that pull request. It's the fact that there's the mod container class that is used in the API surface, and the issue is it's using the fabric loader one, and what's intended is the Quilt loader one to be used. So it also means that once we go on Quilt, there will be an API package. So every mod that is currently using QSL, if you touch the register built in resource pack in resource loader, uh, if you use the Quilt entry points, it will break because there's a famous mod container class. So yeah. If anyone wasn't aware, now you are aware. But yeah. The last thing is QSL Fabric API. The library that gives the Fabric API API surface 
while ensuring that it works with QSL. Because of some mods, there have been like production testing with that. There was an incompatibility that was discovered with continuity. It was fixed. So that's really good. There's some bug reports that are a bit obscure. So currently we don't know if it's because of really obscure stuff if, or if it's like just a jar in jar issue. So um, some stuff will have to be conducted with the um, QSL Fabric API FATCHAR directly in the mods folder. But hopefully that will help, help us to fix some maybe um, unseen bugs before beta. So that will be really nice. But at the same time, like beta is a time where there still can be bugs, but it's still better if there's not many bugs. Otherwise, I think that's all. Aside from the usual reminder that we are still looking for people, especially for Fabric API QSL, because currently I'm the only one maintaining it, which is a bit, um, how to say, exhausting. So if people are interested to maintain that library, that would be really, really cool. Uh, someone showed up, which is really nice. But otherwise, if we can get more people to make sure that it's maintained and does not like get behind from upstream, that will be really, really, really cool. Otherwise, for QSL, I think I said all the things that needed to be said. So yeah, I think we can go over the next project. Thanks for that. Um, yes, just a reminder, uh, or just mentioned it, but again, to reiterate, QSL needs more people, especially the Fabric API module team since it is just Aurora maintaining it, and that's kind of stressful, guys. <laughs> so if anyone has any interest in that, please do let us know. Are you okay to go over mappings as well now? Yep. So I have to be honest, I do not really follow too much mappings currently because I had a lot of stuff, but as usual, when a snapshot comes, we update. We do have cocked uh, some occurrences where... Moying renamed stuff without actually um, having something that breaks the API. That's a little bit worrying because initially when we brought up Ashed Mojmap, we kind of said that it should not really be happening. But so far it seems to be really, really rare occurrences, so it still should be fine. But what we noticed is the current matcher that we have, that is, as a fun fact, written in JavaScript, is not strong enough and really needs to be rewritten. First of all, in Java, and secondly, to cover many more cases. The thing that doesn't change is that HashMojmap is much, much faster to, to generate than intermediary. We usually are able to um, update grid mapping is faster. So that's a really nice achievement. Otherwise, for anyone contributing to grid mappings, there has been cases where marsh map leaked in grid mappings. Some people uh, said like that it doesn't like sound like a big deal since we don't have a clean room policy. But where it 
becomes a big deal is when it brings names that breaks the conventions that were set for kill mappings. So to anyone contributing, be mindful of that. Double check when you use a mosh map name that it doesn't break a convention. So like if you try to put serialize to JSON, in that case there's a convention in build mappings about serialization methods that says we don't like specific that it's serialized, it's just to JSON. Any of those occurrences will be fixed eventually. But yeah, for anyone that is willing or is currently contributing to mappings, it's just a reminder. Otherwise, about the beta, curl mappings has been in quotes production ready for month. But there is some important stuff to consider. For example, and for beta it will be really relevant, we are currently using curl mappings on Loom because we do not have build tools yet. And there are some issues with it. For example, there are really, really random methods that refuse to get mapped. I know there was talks about fixing it. I'm not really much informed about it. So it's one thing to consider. And the other thing to consider is it will not map parameter names on constructors. We are not entirely sure why, but for now it doesn't. So that's also one consideration. But otherwise, aside from those issues, it's definitely usable, at least and especially for beta. Thanks to everyone that has used code mappings already, because either it helps us to figure out bugs, helps sometimes for the names, and it shows that we are not doing that project for nothing. So thank you at least. Otherwise, as every week, everything is updated. There's not really more stuff to say about all of this. So yeah. All right. Thanks for that, Aurora. You've uh, had a bit of a marathon there. Good job. All right. We will move straight on since we're already halfway through. Glitch, can you talk about build tools? Uh, all right. Is this thing working? Yep, you're good. Okay, good. All right. So build tools, uh, we have our own fork of Loom now. I believe I brought that up last time. Um, I've just been working on fixing the inevitable bugs that I've introduced and making sure that everything is good to go for uh, it to be used with QSL and Loader. And really, that's about it. All right. Thanks for that. Cheater Codes, would you like to talk about Chasm? I would love to talk about Chasm. Chasm had Excellent. some busy two weeks or... I mean, to be more precise, I'm busy four days at the start of the two weeks. Basically, I've been rewriting the entirety of Chasmlang, simply because I was not happy with the implementation. It was a bit messy in spots. It was basically my first attempt, and I'm not entirely sure. I wasn't entirely sure what I was doing. So I basically scrapped it all, did it again, took what I learned, and now it's better. It is, again, 90% the same, so I guess it wasn't that bad in the first place. but the worst parts that I didn't like about the implementation are much cleaner now. So that's mostly related to expression caching, uh, function call caching, and yeah, dealing with recursion and such. It also changed a bit in terms of syntax, small changes that like people wanted, like being able to omit the dollar sign for specifying the root if it's a sibling of recurrence method or whatever. 
and easy indexing. And very important also now has the capability of providing intrinsic functions. So very simple operations like getting the length of an array like relevant for getting the number of instructions in a method or specifically targeting the last instruction. You need to know the length of the instruction array. So that works now. However, there's still a lot of stuff to do. The base functionality is pretty decent. I'm happy with where it is right now. There's some details we have to figure out regarding representation of function descriptors and parameters and return tabs because that's redundant if we represent them all, but it's annoying if we don't have them all. But actually, if anyone's interested in helping out with Chasm, there's a few very great simple issues open on the Chasm repository. If anyone feels like helping, the intrinsic function ones is really simple. It probably is like 10 lines of code for most of the functions on there. Um, better error messages is a bit more of a language parsing one if anyone's interested in helping with that. And if someone was interested, would be interested in writing up the language specification that I started but never finished, that would also be highly appreciated. Because right now I'm mostly working alone with this, which it's great because most of the groundwork has already been laid, so it's not that bad, but I would still appreciate more help. Uh, I think, as always, talking about beta, Chasm is not ready for beta. Uh, it was never planned to be ready for beta. In fact, it, it's much further progressed than we anticipated a year ago. I do have a Jenky Access Widener prototype lying around that kind of works, but nothing production really. Oh. We'll have to see how to integrate it into Loader and stuff. I think that's all. Fabulous. Thanks for that, Cheater. Haven, would you like to talk on infrastructure for a moment? Sure. Uh, can everyone hear me all right? Yeah, you're good. Great. Uh, so, yeah, as people who've been around for a, a little bit know, I've been working on my own uh, alternative system for hosting Maven repositories that doesn't rely on... Uh, Sonotypes, Nexus, or, or, or I forget what the, the other one is that is popularly used. So that's really close to being able to be used. I got uh, repository mirroring down so I can, you know, we can host files from Central or from Fabrics Maven on our own Maven. And then I think the only things that are left are I need to rebuild or rewrite the portion that like generates the static website so you can like browse all the different artifacts that are in the repository. Uh, and that shouldn't be too bad. And then I have to add handling for snapshot repositories, which also is like three lines of code. So it should be really close to being able to be used soon. Uh, it won't be pretty, but it'll be functional and it'll be a lot cheaper than what we're currently using. Uh, absolutely big plus too, considering you've been paying for it all, I have to say. Yes. <laughs> Haven's really been carrying us here. Yeah, that's true. Uh, was that it from Fro? Yep, that's, uh, that's it. All right, fabulous. Thanks for that. Glitch, uh, I think I have you down for Loader. Uh, that's correct. So Loader is kind of the same deal. Uh, we're really working hard on just making sure that everything is going to be as smooth experience as possible. So as we're coming up with bugs, uh, we're trying to squash them. We do have some new features coming down the pipeline. Work on Loader plugins, I believe, is slowly coming from Alex. So that is still a ways away, but it's coming down the line. We're getting ready for being able to support hashed map properly. Uh, we're adding some extensions to the quilt mod JSON so that we can figure out 
what intermediate mappings Ahmad is using so that we can remap them. And since I don't believe I have another good chance to speak today, I'll just throw in that uh, we will be having a proper quilt example mod coming up within the next few days, hopefully. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Exciting stuff. That is pretty exciting, I have to say. I'm looking forward to that as well. Okay, I think that concludes all the team-specific stuff. Uh, as always, hit up that slash ask if you have any questions. We've got a couple in already. There's a couple other things to cover before we move on to those, though. The first one, obviously, hey, uh, beta soon. This is the last public developer meeting before the beta on the 20th, as Aurora has mentioned. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. We hope you're looking forward to that. But if you have any questions you need answered before that happens, this is the time to put them through. Additionally, the events team has been working on BlanketCon. Now, I assume most of you have heard of what that is at this point, but if you haven't, uh, BlanketCon is essentially an in-game modding convention, so it will have uh, booths and events and panels and all that sort of thing. Uh, sort of in the legacy of Better Than MineCon, if anyone here is aware of what that was. Uh, it's being run by the events team in collaboration with the ModFest team. So, of course, Lemma is heading that up, as it does. Uh, I'm quite excited about it. There is a website, which I will link straight away. Now, if you want to submit a panel or an event or a booth for this, you should do it really soon because we've got a crap ton of submissions in and we're kind of running out of space. So if you were planning something, get that in as soon as you can. Uh, otherwise, we hope to see you there. It's the start of May. We're looking forward to it. Yes, it is. It's a great problem to have. <laughs> All righty. Was there anything else anyone wanted to cover on Mumble? If not, we'll move into the questions. If there's no news for community team outside of events, then... Not that I'm aware of. I've been quite busy, but I haven't seen much going on. The only things that I'm looking at right now, since I've been that busy, is I think the Optifine community are looking to collaborate on moderation with us, although they're still discussing whether they'd like to do that. And the same thing for Blankworks, but uh, we haven't heard back yet, so we'll see. <laughs> other than that, there hasn't been that much going on with the community team. Okay, uh, I guess we'll move on to questions then. And that one is definitely yours, Cheater. That one is definitely mine. So first question <laughs> is from Byte regarding Kazan. Actually, since Byte is not able to listen to the podcast, maybe uh, to the... I'll try and type it. Maybe you can type it. Thanks. So the question is, are there any concepts for Kazan frontends or transformers besides re-implementing mixins access wide now on Kazan? So... I think the answer to that is both yes and no, as always. First off, not directly, like not as officially first party support. I don't think there's anything we really, we really want from this. However, we would like to expand mixing quite a bit. So the mixing front end is quite comfortable to use for most people. They're used to it and. Therefore, we would like to keep that. So, for example, we want to be able to target lambdas, not by name, but by call site, which should be much more stable and also more intuitive. Sorry, can you repeat that last word? I missed that. 
intuitive. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't worry if it's not too exact. But in terms of things that are not Mexican or access widener, um, we could, for example, talk about interface uh, injection, which is essentially about making an interface visible on source codes, uh, like on, on your Minecraft dependency. This is something that we get for free with Chasm, so we don't even need to implement this. We which is lost great. the bot there again for a second. Oh, um, no. You cut out at interface injection. Right, so there is interface injection, for example, that we don't need because we get it for free with Chasm, um, because every mix-in is going to be, probably every mix-in is going to be source visible anyway. So it's completely unnecessary. A quest, the question for Alphamod, just as a quick intermediate, uh, is interface injection broken on runtime? No, it's just not meant to be working at runtime. It's exclusively meant for compile time. Yeah, so that, for example, is something that you might want, but we already have it for free. Then Crop has been doing some black magic regarding making some method calls automatically asynchronous. I have no idea what it's about, to be honest, but it sounds fun. The whole point of Chasm is not that we can provide many, many interfaces as a front-end, but that people can make their own front-ends if they need to without requiring hacks into the room. Okay, I think that answers the question fairly extensively. Thanks, Gidud. I hope you got all of that. Yeah, more or less. Thank you. I think in the meantime, we can answer the next question because uh, yep. the answer is almost the same as last week. Go so ahead. I'm just going to yeah. take it. Uh, Octel asked, are there any plans for Kotlin on Quilt? With the notation that they already know the answer to this, but others might not. It's been a discussion since the last meeting, essentially, again. I think the short answer to that is, yes, there are plans. We just don't know exactly how they look yet. We want <laughs> Kotlin as first-class support somewhere in Quilt. We're just not sure where. We're not sure if it's going to be in QSL or if there's going to be a separate Lang team or like a separate Kotlin team. Just uncertain. It's pretty much just a matter of nobody has gone down and written down all of the advantages and disadvantages for both yet. Like, I think that's pretty much where we are. Yeah, that's like, right. Like, somebody just needs to write a proposal and say why. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess ideally that would be kind of RFC territory, wouldn't it? That is absolutely RFC territory. Yeah, so that would be a good way to start uh, drafting up RFC and see whether we can get some wider comments on that. It'd be great to have support. Obviously, me not biased at all as a Kotlin developer. <laughs> I think there's no one against support uh, for Kotlin. It's just a question of how and where. Yeah. All right, I'll move on. And as always, remember, get your questions in slash ask. We don't have that many in, so if you have anything, feel free. We've still got like 15 minutes at least. Uh, my Welsh isn't great, unfortunately, so I can't pronounce this name properly. But Griffith says, is there anywhere to sign up to attend but not to showcase anything at BlanketCon? Uh, the answer is no, you don't need to. Just show up and join the server, install the mod pack. You'll be there. There's no need to worry about that at all. All right, that is the bottom of my list of questions. If anyone has anything to ask, feel free with slash ask. Within reason, that is. 
please come help out. We can always use more people. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't need to be a super professional, uh, 20 years experience junior developer or something. I don't know. That would be one heck of a junior developer. <laughs> Again, especially for Chasm, for example. I just need people who write like 10 lines of code 20 times. Just, I really just can't be bothered with because there's so much other stuff to do. <laughs> totally fair. I already had great help on Chasm uh, the last time I tried to get people on it. It was just at Java Docs, for example, you don't really need to know anything about, you don't really need to know anything about Java to do that. So yeah, and I'm sure there's plenty of similar cases. I know uh, Glitch did something on Loader that I think is taken care of, but uh, Mappings is also always something that you can just review without knowing too much about the context. Yeah. It's a great way to get started in Quilt. Um, this is definitely more for the developers here than the community, but if you look at that issue that I opened on Quilt Loader, I feel like that was a very good example of how to hand somebody work and get them to contribute. Do you have a link to that? Yeah, I can pull that up. Give me one second. Thanks. Also, as always, a desperate call. If anyone's very comfortable with build tools, let us know. The, the trick is basically to implement the whole thing in your head and then write out exactly what you need to do. And like, I know for this specific issue, it probably took me more time to write the issue than it would have for me to just implement it myself. But we had somebody do it and get active contributing. And that's what's important really here. Yeah, because we're at a point where some of the teams are like fairly stretched out. So we really just need more people doing the same stuff in a lot of cases. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's really a, it's really a very good uh, issue there. And if you don't feel like going in that much detail, you definitely don't have to. But it helps to have things that are that easy just to get people who are nervous about it on board. Maybe, yeah, maybe we should have something where like, you call people into voice chat and then explain it to them because it's probably faster than writing it though. I wonder if there's like some fancy community magic we can do to get us closer to the community. This thing with this issue and all this was actually inspired by something that Rust does. Um, they have mentors, so they will make issues that they mm. will assign a mentor to. And then somebody takes this and then they have one person that they contact and that person guides them through uh, the whole process, helps them with responding to review comments, et cetera, et cetera, and gets them through the whole way. And then mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's been pretty successful for them. Yeah, that seems smart. Okay, here's, here's a fan favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Will asks, if the Castle Mixin front end will include anything like Mixin Extras. Now, Mixin Extras as a name has been thrown around a lot. Uh, I haven't looked too closely into it, to be honest. I'm pretty sure the answer is yes, from what I've heard about it. Let me check. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of modi uh, modify expression value. Sure, that's something you can definitely have in Chasm. I think it's one of the most requested features is to like modify conditions and if statements or in, in loops or anything, which I think is what this is here in mixing extras. Definitely something we want. 
bread with condition sounds like what we are talking about, what we call uh, non-conflicting overrides is what we call those. Uh, same, same idea. Or non-conflicting redirects even. Right? You redirect some method called only if a certain condition happens. And you can do that with multiple mods without conflicting. So I think the answer is yes. I'd have to look in detail if there's anything that's like not in the chasm mindset that we wouldn't want to implement this way, but in principle, yes, pretty sure. That's something you can expect in the main mix-in implementation on Quilt in the future. Sounds pretty fabulous to me. Any more questions to come in? We've still got about 10 minutes. I have a question. Griffer, how do you pronounce your name? <laughs> Answer via texture. Oh, it's not actually Welsh. It just looks Welsh. Griffith's right way. Okay. That's not too bad. Griffith's right way. A scoreboard is an interesting idea. I'm not too sure about doing that just because I know people like to game scoreboards. But, like, if we thought it'd work, it'd be pretty doable. I mean, we have the tech for it at this point. Well, mostly. I think it's mostly the people writing issues for features that we'd be missing here. It'd be more about, like, who gets to the one issue you get a week first than it is, like, um, you know, who's contributing the most. Yeah, I mean, it could be interesting. It's just I don't want to turn it into, like, uh, you know, an agile burndown chart meeting. <laughs> Maybe you should open issue for people to open issues. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing that can happen. I mean, I was honestly surprised when I asked for Java Talks that actually people were willing to do that because I hate doing that. So maybe maybe there's someone there who loves writing issues on GitHub. Hit us up. I mean, we can always use someone to help with that for sure. I mean, uh, that's been something I've been looking for anyway. So, <laughs> All right. I think we're about out of questions. So let's call it there. Now. I know there's still stuff to talk about. Were you guys planning on doing more voice in the other voice, or were you going to do like a closed meeting for the extra beta stuff? Well, I think as always, I invite the community to an after party in <laughs> development zero. However, yeah. it might be that a few of our developers go into dev meetings and talk um, about stuff that we were talking about before the meeting started. I don't think anything we were talking about really has to be secret. No, we can't do it publicly, but yeah. uh, it's often a bit, a bit chaotic in the public chat, so we'll see how it works out. I mean, there isn't... I, version systems are controversial, but they're not, like, secret. <laughs> no, 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 no it's, it's not secret for sure. Yeah, I mean, we can just go into Dev 0, and if it gets too loud for other reasons, then we can just move to Dev 1 or whatever. All right, sounds good. In that case, uh, thanks for coming to the meeting, everyone. The next meeting is probably actually going to be at BlanketCon rather than on Discord. Um, we'll make an event and post a bit more when we know a bit more. No, oh, that's, that's two meetings. Is it two meetings? The next meeting is just after the beta, and then the one after that is BlanketCon. Oh, you're right, yeah. You're right, yeah, that's the one after that. Okay, in that case, we'll see you all back here in two weeks, hopefully with news from how you've been doing with the beta, ideally. Either way, thanks for coming, everyone. And thanks for coming, everyone, on Mumble as well.